Welcome today to Morning Glory, our midweek Bible study. I want to invite you, grab your Bibles, meet me today in the book of Acts chapter 19, and we will begin in verse 19. Let's start today with prayer. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would come right now and illuminate the scriptures that we may have understanding of them. And we thank you for this, Father God, and we thank you for helping us to apply it to our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all agree and say, Amen. Acts 19, verse 19. Also, many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. Well, that's, that's a lot of books being burned. That was a lot of money. Some uh, Bible scholars who have brought this up to a modern-day equivalent say this could be right around the area of two or three million dollars in silver. This was a huge amount of silver. Some I've actually seen uh, some commentators that say it was closer to five million dollars in modern-day currency. Either way, they're making a public declaration of their faith in Christ and a public renouncement of their previous lifestyle that involved activity in the occult. Now, my friends, this is not really today's main part of the message, but as we're moving through this verse, it is good to go throughout your house if this is new teaching to you in this area, and look for anything that would be displeasing to the Lord. Because if there are objects that are evil or that are bad in nature, that can be a legal door in the spirit that allows demons, evil spirits, to come into your house and cause unexplainable problems and difficulties for you that you don't want to have going on in your life. So, remove those things. If you have uh, old movies, DVDs, horror movies, and things like that, oh, Pastor Stephen, I don't really watch them anymore. Well, that's not the point. You need to get rid of them. Yes, Pastor Stephen, you're right. I'm going to sell it on eBay. No, don't do that. And then that's going to pollute somebody else. Just uh, you might not be able to burn it like what they're doing here. Uh, you don't want to start a fire in your house, but you could at least, you know, smash it up so that if somebody else happens to see it, it's not like they could use it or break it or whatever it might be. Old CDs of maybe old music that you used to listen to that was not good. And you're thinking, well, I'm going to get rid of that. Well, just break them or something like that, but get rid of those things. If you picked up objects while you're traveling, and you think it's cute. Oh, Pastor Stephen, I got this mask while I was in this foreign country, and it's a, uh, oh, well, that's, that's an image of a demon painted onto a mask. Well, yes, Pastor Stephen, but it's a cultural, it's just a cultural um, uh, thing. You know, no, it's a, it's a thing that those back in that ancient culture knew that they would conjure up demons when they would wear these masks and do these dances around the fire at night and take all of this uh, these plants as drug paraphernalia and have these visions and have all of this evil sweep into their life. Those types of things you don't want anywhere, anywhere in your house. Get rid of them. Now verse 20, so the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. The word grew mightily and prevailed. And I want to say today, let God's word this year grow mightily in your life. 
when it does, it will produce a prevailing environment in your life. The Word has the strength to prevail over any negative circumstance that would be out there that you have to come up against. But the Word has to be mighty in your life, and it's working in this community. It's working in this area of evangelism where the gospel is being preached, but you have to really take the Word to heart, and you need to really be into the Word. You know, the priest in the Old Testament system, they were, they were scholars of the Word of God, and they had to know the Torah, the law of God, the first five books of the Bible extremely well, because they had to judge all types of cases and all types of situations. And uh, even in the areas of skin diseases and uh, uh, various types of scabs and uh, lesions on the skin, they had to have knowledge in all of that based upon the Word of God. Now, we are told in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 6, that in God we are now priests and kings. As a matter of fact, let me just read that to you because this is an amazing statement, and it's something that we need to consider more often. Uh, verse 4, grace to you and peace from Him who is, and who was, and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before His throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the, over the kings of the earth, to Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His, in his own blood, and has made us kings and priests to His God and Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, the thing about being kings and priests, again, as I was saying in the Old Testament system, the priest, they had to have extensive knowledge of God's Word and God's ways. I believe as priests in the New Covenant, which we are in Christ, in God, that we need to also know the Word of God. And it's something that we grow in, and we're continuing to grow in, but we need to know the Word of God. Why? The priests in the Old Testament system were instructors and teachers of the Word to the Israelites, explaining the Scriptures to them, and the intent of the Scriptures, and the ways of God. We need to be able to do the same thing. So if we are in the Word consistently, then we're going to see it also producing mightily in our lives. The Word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Woo! Hallelujah! This is going to be a prevailing year for you. And as you really are in the Word, studying the Word, a student of the Scriptures, and that's what the Lord wants you to be, a student of the Scriptures. Look, if you've been in the church, saved and born again for over six months, and you still can't find the book of Genesis, you don't know where it's at, uh, something is not uh, is not working right there. You need to know the Word. Well, Pastor Stephen, God loves me. I'm saved by grace through faith. Yes, yes, but we are called to make disciples of all nations, and you can't disciple people if you don't know the Scriptures. You, you cannot instruct them the ways of the Lord if you do not understand the instructions yourself. Praise the Lord. Mm-mm. So, that's what we're doing. Praise God. We are living in the prevailing power of the Word of God. Now, verse 21, when these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the Spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there 
I must also see Rome. Now, he wants to go, the Apostle Paul does, he wants to go to Jerusalem. Now, at this time, in this portion of Scripture, Luke, who is the author, the inspired author of the book of Acts, he doesn't mention here Paul's purpose for going to Jerusalem. But we do know from other Scriptures what that purpose is, and it's uh, one of those examples would be found in 1 Corinthians chapter 16. This is why he wants to go to Jerusalem, verses 1 through 4. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. On the first day of the week, let each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. And when I come, whomever you approve by your letters, I will send to bear your gift to Jerusalem. But if it is fitting that I go also, they will go with me. So that we know here, the Apostle Paul, he has plans to go to Jerusalem so that he can bring that special offering that he has been collecting from various churches, and he's going to pull all of that together, and he's going to take it to Jerusalem. Praise God. So that's one of the purposes of him going there. But in verse 21, we have one of those gold nugget statements that is made in Scripture, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and we need to talk about it today. It says that Paul, uh, he had this purpose in his spirit. Again, verse 21, when these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the spirit. Woo! Praise the Lord. He purposed in the spirit. Please say that with me. He purposed in the spirit. Now, I believe this is a reference to the Holy Spirit, because Paul does not say that he purposed in his spirit. Now, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in your body. Paul did not say that he purposed in his spirit. He said that he purposed in the spirit. So, I believe that is a reference to the Holy Spirit. And there's many, of course, Bible translations that capitalize the S on the spirit, referring this as being the Holy Spirit. So here Paul purposed in the Spirit. He purposed in the Holy Spirit to do several things. Praise God. Now, I found it very interesting because when I saw what he was purposing to do, I thought, well, Lord, that's, that's quite interesting because, number one, he purposed to go to Jerusalem, and then after that, he purposed to go to Rome. Now, last year, because of COVID-19, we had to cancel our entire international travels that were already booked, that were already planned, and, you know, already mapped out, so to speak. But the whole world was pretty much on shutdown concerning international travel. But this year, it's very interesting because we are scheduled to be in Jerusalem later this year. Well, Pastor Stephen, where are you going to go after Jerusalem? Uh, well, that's quite interesting. After, after Israel, after Jerusalem, we go on, of all places, to Rome. <laughs> so, uh, this statement really stood out to me about Paul 
purposing in the Spirit, and where he's going just happens to be the same place that my wife and I will be traveling to later this year. Now, you may not be traveling to those same identical cities, but I do believe there is something very important that we need to look at about purposing in the Spirit. What does it mean to purpose in the Spirit? Well, first of all, the Greek word uh, for purpose is the word tethemi, and it means a determination to make an appointment and to go and see it through. Woo! Praise the Lord. That's what you're going to do this year. Mm-mm. You're going to have a determination to make an appointment. You're going to make the appointment, and you're going to go, and you're going to see it through. Praise the Lord. So that's what it means to purpose, to purpose in the Spirit. You need to determine in the Spirit to do some things this year. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, like what? What should I determine to do? I would, I would begin with this question. What do you want to do? Mm-mm because this is what I'm trying to get to. The Holy Spirit, He's going to work with what you purpose. Woo! This is rich. I want to go slow through this. The Holy Spirit is going to harmonize, and He's going to join up with you in what it is that you appoint and that you purpose to do. Praise God. Mm -mm. Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, what should I purpose? I haven't really done this before. I want to purpose. Uh, I have a purpose with the Holy Spirit. Now, what should my purpose be? Where should I pick up at? Well, I believe we also have insight for that. Look at verse 21. When these things were accomplished, the next thing that we see is that Paul purposed in the Spirit. Your purpose for this year should be a continuation and a building upon your previous accomplishments. So Paul has already accomplished some things. When these things were accomplished, then he purposed in the Spirit to do what? Move on to the next assignment. Move on to the next appointment that he appointed, that he purposed to do. Now this is what some Christians do. Pastor Stephen, I'm just waiting on God, because whatever He tells me to do, I'll do it. Well, there are those times you have a sovereign instruction that is relayed to us from God, maybe through a uh, prophetic word, maybe through something that we pick up uh, as uh, being a supernatural experience. An angel comes from heaven and says, this is what God wants you to do. Or maybe you have something on the highest level, which would be a vision. And in the vision, you see uh, the Lord, or maybe you're taken into heaven with a third heaven type experience, and you're told, something that God has purposed for you to do. But outside of that, if God's not saying something directly, then the move is yours, and you need to do something. Praise the Lord. You need to purpose to make an appointment and to carry that thing out and to do it and get it done. And when you make that determined decision, when you purpose in the Holy Spirit to do this. The Holy Spirit comes along with that purpose, 
and he joins with it. And the next thing you know, that thing is starting to move forward and you're going to see it come to pass. I think it's interesting because when we allow our minds to go back to the days of the Apostle Paul, there were no jet planes, there were no automobiles. Yes, they had, they had boats, they had ships, but they were driven by wind through the sails. There were no motors, there was no, you know, let's just, you know, get on the cruise ship and go. No, Jerusalem, the distance from Jerusalem to Rome, we're looking at about 1,400 miles. Well, let's purpose something, Pastor Stephen, that we can have accomplished within one week. Well, there can be smaller things that you can plan out, that you could put on the calendar, that you could appoint to get done, that might be that simple. But this is what I would suggest that you do. Let's follow the example of Paul, knowing that he appointed some things, knowing that he purposed some things that would take a while to accomplish, probably within a year time frame. And we're right at the beginning of the year. You've got 360 something days to work with on what I believe could be two things. Paul mentions two things, knowing that from Jerusalem to Rome, you're not going to be able to pull this off overnight, not in a week, most likely not in a month, because even when you get on a ship back then, ships didn't directly sail from one hub to the other. They would stop, they would pick up some more cargo, maybe let some people off at a, you know, at a closer location. And then when they've got that done, then they get back on, uh, back out in the Mediterranean and they go on to their destination before they reach their final spot. And not only that, there's certain times in the Mediterranean, you can't, you can't sail. It's not, it's just flat out, not safe. You can't sail in the winter. You don't want to do it in the, you know, early, uh, you know, January or parts like that. So you have to wait till the spring and you have to wait till summer. So this is going to take a while. So you move towards it. You, you get it on, on an itinerating schedule. Praise God of how this is going to walk out. Praise the Lord. Now I would suggest that first of all, the first thing you do is that whatever these items are going to be, that you write them down. And that's what Luke did. He wrote them down, and we know it as the Word of God. And I would also say that as you're going to write these down, it's good to keep them close to you, because there's only going to be a couple of things. And keep them close to you, and let them be before your eyes. Maybe not daily, but I would say pretty pretty consistently. I have my uh, briefcase down here on the floor. The briefcase goes with me everywhere I go. Every day that I come into the office, the briefcase goes with me. When I go home, it goes with me. When I get on an airplane, it's with me. Pastor Stephen, what's in your briefcase? Well, my Bible, my notepads, and my folders, praise the Lord. And in these folders, I have things that I'm working on, faith projects, also uh, itemized things that I need to do and get done. But I also have in here things that I purpose in the Holy Spirit to get done this year. And I want you to do the same thing. I want you to get a special folder. Find any color you want. You can get blue for the prophetic, green for uh, new life, maybe uh, orange to give you some energy, uh, 
red to get you excited, praise God. Who knows, maybe yellow to make you happy. Uh, you know, colors create different emotions. But find one that you could use, for me it's blue, for the things that you're going to purpose in the Spirit to get done this year. And put it in there, and take it with you everywhere you go. And from time to time, maybe it's not every day, but it should be pretty often, multiple times throughout the week, to open it up, take a look at it, consider it, uh, gauge how you're doing as you're moving through the, the itinerating steps to reach your location. Praise God. It may not be a, a travel planner or something like that in the sense where you're going to Rome or something like that, but you're going somewhere. You're going somewhere with the Holy Spirit because there's all kinds of things that you can do, and you need to sit down and consider what you want it to be. Praise the Lord. Now, let's look at verse 21 again. When these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the Spirit. And that is something that I want you to do today. Before the day is over, I want you to purpose in the Spirit to do something. Now, here's a couple of examples. When he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, he, he purposed in the Spirit to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I've been there, I must also see Rome. Two things. Two things. And really, we know the reasons. One, he's going to go to Rome to minister to the Christians. Christianity, the gospel is already spreading throughout Rome. He's going to go there. He also has an assignment from the Lord to go there. We know he's going to go to Jerusalem because he wants to make a special offering. He wants to bring that to the saints there in Jerusalem. And he says, I must also see Rome. Connect your confession with your faith. In other words, he said, I must. So you, you sense that strong purpose that he has in the Spirit to do this. So he mentions two things. And over these two things, you need to make the good confession. Like Paul said, I must go to Rome. You, you need to say over those two things, I must get this done. I must do this for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I find it very interesting that on these two things that he's mentioned, one of them is actually for the, 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 for the purpose surrounding going to Jerusalem is to bring an offering. And maybe, maybe you just want to consider that, that later in the year you purpose to give a special offering. And it may not even be for this ministry. You may be watching, and I'm not particularly your pastor. Maybe you have somebody else who's your pastor. You go to church somewhere else. But it could be that in your heart, you just purpose in your heart that, you know what? During Pentecost or during the Feast of Tabernacles, I, I purpose to bring a special seed, a special offering. And you may not be bringing it to Jerusalem, but it could be that that may be one of the things that the Holy Spirit works with you on as it's something that's already cooking on the inside of you to sow a special seed, maybe months from now. But, you know, you plan that out, you purpose it in your heart, and I believe, I believe you'll be doing it. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And number two, this is interesting because when you purpose in the Spirit, this is not like what's known today in the world as a bucket list. Have you heard that expression? I have a bucket list of things I want to do. And, uh, you know, it could be anything. People, you know, in their bucket list, they have, you know, like, I want to skydive. 
Well, that that's nice. Uh, uh, personally, I don't, you know, because something could go wrong, and I have no interest in doing that. So uh, other people have other desires. Pastor Stephen, I want to I want to go to India, and I want to see the Taj Mahal. And so it's like a bucket list, and they, they want to check them off. They've done all of these things. I actually have a friend that went uh, to see the Taj Mahal, and he, uh, you know, this is this is not what this is what they don't tell you on the travel brochure. He went there. He's from India, but you know, he wanted to go see it too. But when you get there, it's like he told me. He said, "You realize, hey, um, this is nothing but a big tomb, and the story surrounding the whole thing is actually quite." sad and disastrous. So <laughs> sometimes when you know the truth of something, you're like, well, I don't really want to go there after all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But that's that's just a bucket list. People, you know, like, I want to do this, and I want to say I've been there, or I want to see this, and, you know, that that's something different. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about purposing in the Spirit. There's a purpose, and when that purpose is right, when that purpose glorifies the Lord, and it's a good purpose, it's, it's clean, it's honorable, then the Holy Spirit, He'll come along with that, and He'll bring agreement to that. There'll be a, a harmonizing of that, and you know what? You're going to get it done. And Paul did. Paul got the offering to Jerusalem, and we all know that Paul made it to Rome. Praise the Lord. So my friends, when you purpose in the Spirit— you have to realize that some of these desires that you have, I'm not talking about bucket list desires, but some of these desires, some of these things that are brewing on the inside of you, uh, it's, it's time. It's time. And as you purpose to do it, the Holy Spirit will come along. You know, there was a point in my life where when I was younger in ministry, I wanted to go around the world. I wanted to do a round-the-world ministry trip with a whole bunch of stops all in between, stopping from country to country and literally working my way around the entire circumference of the planet. And so when I was young in ministry, I thought that would be so cool to to do that. And I remember when the year came where that, that in my heart became so strong and I purposed in the Spirit that year to do that. I just purposed in my heart to do it that year. I just knew this is the year. And it was agreeable to the Holy Spirit. So he comes along and joins with me on that purpose. And it happened that year. I remember I left from the, the, the state and the city I was in and flew to the other side of the country, stopped there, and then flew to another nation, stopped there, and kept going, and kept going, and kept going, and doing meetings, and meetings, and meetings, and meetings, over and over. Some countries I would stay in for multiple days. Others were a little bit shorter. But every time I landed, I would go there, and I would minister and preach, and uh, and it just kept on going. And so before I knew it, weeks and weeks later, I kept working my, my way around the whole planet until I ended up on the other side of the world and came all the way back from the other direction and landed. Totally tired and wore out, but I felt great in my spirit, and I felt so happy in my heart. Why? Because what I had purposed to do was accomplished. Well, when you've accomplished something, Pastor Stephen, what do you do next? Well, you, then you're ready for a, something different. Then you purpose something different in your heart. Praise God. And that's something that 
is probably already beginning to surface on the inside of you. So what I would like for you to do today is before the day is over, just sit down, uh, excuse me, sit down with the Lord in a quiet place and get a sheet of paper, maybe a notepad and a pen. You're going to only need one sheet of paper and just say, well, Lord, Paul, the apostle, he purposed in the spirit to do two things. So this year, I also am going to purpose in the spirit to do two things. Now, Lord, help me to identify them and help me to get them written down on paper and then help me to kind of talk it over with you. And, and I'm going to do it. Woo. Praise the Lord. And then as the year goes on, make a good confession over it. I'm going to do this. I must go to Rome (laughs) or whatever, wherever, or whatever it is you're going to do. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Because as we know, what you say is very, very important. And when you speak a faith filled confession, the positive faith filled word of God over your plans, then that's very, very powerful. If you sit back and say, Oh, it's never going to happen. Well, uh, then that's not, that's not the way to conduct yourself as a believer whose life is based upon the word of God. And you walk by faith and not by sight. Praise the Lord. Heavenly father, I'm praying for those that are watching right now that you help them to grab those two things that are just, they're already floating at the top. They can, in their mind, they can easily sort out what these two things are. Father, help them to get it on paper and let there, let there be that harmonization of what they purpose to do with the Holy Spirit so that they purpose in the Spirit and let them write it down like Luke did and let them confess it like Paul did. And we thank you, Father, that it's going to be accomplished this year. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So what you want to do, get your paper, get your pen, write it down, put it in your folder, and take it with you everywhere you go this year. Woo! Because this will be with you when you get it done. When you do those two things, this will be with you. Woo! Praise God. Amen. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're watching today's program, and you're thinking, well, how do I purpose in the Spirit, but you don't know Christ? My friends, it all begins with knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because when you know Jesus, then you know the Holy Spirit, then the Heavenly Father will be your Father. But it all begins with a saving relationship through Christ. If you would like to receive Christ right now as your Savior, pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I am a sinner, but you died to save sinners. Jesus, come into my heart, wash all of my sins away, give me your newness of life, and write my name in your book of life. And Jesus, I take you, I accept you and receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. And the Lord has heard that prayer. And my friend, you now belong to Him. Praise God. Let's take Holy Communion today. And as we're taking communion, those two things, and there could be more that you purpose in the Spirit to do, 
will be crystallized in your understanding. Praise God. Let's grab some grape juice, some unleavened bread. If you don't have these little wafers, one of these little wafers, just you can use a saltine cracker. That'll be just fine. And let's pray over it. Father, thank you for the bread and thank you for the juice. We bless it in the name of Jesus. We set it apart also as being holy. We consecrate it. And we thank you, Father, that this is now the body and the blood of Christ our Savior. Father, as we receive the body of Jesus, we thank you that the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. And that as we purpose to do a certain thing, as we even put it down and write it down as an appointment to get done, we thank you that your Holy Spirit will join up with this assignment and will empower us, anoint us, and give us the wisdom to see it through to accomplishment. Thank you, Father. We now receive the body of Jesus in faith, believing that these two things will be done this year for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus and its cleansing power. We ask, O God, that if we have committed any sins, that you would forgive us of all of our sins, wash them all away. We thank you that our sins and our iniquities you remember no more. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We ask also that you would lead us away from temptation, and that you would lead us away and, uh, and deliver us from evil. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the blood of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, I, I don't know if I'm really getting anything. Well, remember, the Holy Spirit will work with what you purpose. Well, I'm just waiting on God still. No, He will work with what you purpose, and you purpose in the Spirit. But you have to purpose. You have to decide what do you want to do. So right now, make that decision. It's coming. It's coming. Woo! Praise God. For some of you, you've already got it and you know what to do with it. And so I look forward to seeing you back next week as you continue the purpose in the Spirit, and that as you make your plans, and that as you take that with you throughout the year, it's going to be done. Father, bless your people. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <music>